0: Welcome to today's episode. Now, this is a special episode because what I've done is I've slotted in Samantha's interview and and pushed things further a little bit. The reason I've done that is because Samantha is from the Pink Ribbon Ride and registrations are opening within days of recording this interview. So I just wanted to get this out as quick as I could. Samantha is a woman who eats sleeps and breathes motorcycling, being involved in it, and not only that, being married to a motorcyclist and a mechanic, worked in various motorcycle shops across Sydney, been involved heavily as a parts interpreter and and in all sorts of facets of the motorcycling community. What she does these days is probably the most important thing in all of our lives, and that is that she's heavily involved with the pink ribbon ride that happens every year in October. I wasn't fully aware of how much of an importance this was. Obviously for women, yes, but for men as well. For us, us blokes, we can get breast cancer too. This this was a little bit of an eye opener for me. And yes, I've heard that you, you know, this can happen as well. But as a man, you don't think so. You think it's a it's a woman only problem. But guess what? It's not. I want you to sit back and listen to everything that Samantha has to share with us today. It is a great interview. She shares her history of motorcycling, the motorcycles that she has owned, still owns, loved and still loves, but also her involvement with the Girls Ride Out and specifically the Pink Ribbon Ride, I think is really important. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to all sit back and have a listen to what Samantha has to share with us. So you, you spoke about uh, your, your um, involvement in in motorcycling. Let's start with where it all began. So how did you even get involved and, and you know, where did the passion start?
1: It uh, started from my father. So my dad is a motorcyclist and always has been. So I pillioned from the moment my feet could touch those pegs. Um, I was on the back with him or probably even before because it was back in the late 70s early 80s giving away my age now um but yeah so I was a pillion with my father for many many years um and then I married a motorcyclist and was a pillion with him as well I knew how to ride so I was riding dirt bikes at home and had the experience of riding off the road but had never ridden on the road in control myself um married a motorcyclist and caught the bug and decided I didn't want to sit on the back anymore and that I wanted to be in control and got my license and didn't look back. Um, And that was in the early 2000s. So I've had my license since then, Um, was back in the day when there were very few women riding. There was only, I guess, a handful of us you would find up at Mount White on those weekends. There'd be a few of us and we'd migrate together Um, And over the the many years of riding by myself and following the boys, um, I knew that there was a need and something missing from the industry, uh, for women particularly, because we were always chasing the boys, so to speak, in inverted commas. Um, There wasn't any real pace for us, so to speak. Um, And I heard of a ride that was happening. Um, I was sitting up at Mount White one day and one of the um, guys that was sitting there with me said have you heard about this female ride that this lady has organized it's on in a couple of weekends and they're riding up to Mount Victoria I said oh great where do we find out about this Uh, and I was given the name of a gentleman who worked down at Action Motorcycles at the time which was open at then back then Um, and he told me that his sister was organizing a female ride and turned out that um, one of my closest friends now and the founder of girls ride out and the founder of pink ribbon ride selena thurban was organizing a ride for girls and female riders uh, so i turned up at that ride um i rang i rang actions found out where it was found out the meet point um turned up out at richmond opposite the raft base there and there were 45 women that day
0: Fantastic.
1: um and we rode up to mount up uh, to mount victoria um we had lunch and a uh, all couldn't stop talking about writing and about the the fact that we loved writing together as women and it was just a different feeling uh, and from that day started girls ride out so Selena asked if anybody wanted to assist her and I was very eager and put my hand up um, was very keen to ride with other females um, and that was the beginning of girls ride out um, and we Great. started writing monthly and we started a ride club and we started on the internet and that was 2001 that was april of
0: 2001
1: oh wow so girls Ride out is still running to this day and later in the year of 2001 selena was involved in a project that she had to arrange an event uh, and coordinate an event and she decided that she would do something to raise money and awareness, and also something that was focused on females and riding, and from that came the Pink Ribbon Motorcycle Ride. So while she was sitting in an airport one day, she made a phone call to the then president of WEMA, Women's International Motorcycle Association, and asked if they wanted to be involved as well. And with, uh, with Grow, Girls Ride Out, and WEMA, we formed Pink Ribbon Ride. And that's been going since 2001 as well. Many things in between that. I've worked in many motorcycle shops. I've worked in many distribution of motorcycles, worked in the back end of motorcycling. My husband and I have started a dealership. We worked in the industry ourselves, had our own shop. Um, I've done parts and accessories. I've done spare parts interpreting. Uh, So I guess you could say motorcycling is my life. It's my Passion, my hobby, my work, my home life—it's just all around me, and it always has been. So That's great. Very, very passionate about it.
0: Fantastic. So, with the with the pink ribbon ride, how how is that different to grow? What's the, what's the difference between that?
1: So, the pink ribbon motorcycle ride is a awareness ride. It mm-hmm. joins the whole entire motorcycling community together. Uh, we. In past years, have done it on one day where we all joined together during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh-huh. and we raise funds and awareness, obviously, for breast cancer in the fight against breast cancer. Uh, we raise money and funding uh, for the Westmead Breast Cancer Institute, uh-huh. so for Western District Health, where there are so ma- there is so much need for the funding. Uh, they have. High cases, they have low detection rates, uh, they have uh, a broad community of um, different ethnicity, and so therefore they need a lot more in that community and they don't really have the funding. Mm. So, our funding that we've raised over the now 21 years, um, in excess of I would say three and a half million dollars, has gone towards helping them with all sorts of things. And every year, they tell us that our funding. Is much needed and especially in these times clearly where we where we can't all join together but we will be still having an event so it's an annual event as I said people register we Mm -hmm. sell merchandise uh, we sell raffle tickets and have major prizes that we give away we have um, normally (laughs) if it wasn't COVID we would have best dress and we have highest attending clubs and on any normal year, you would see anywhere given, depending on the weather, anywhere from 300 on a rainy day um, in excess of we've had 1,500 riders attend wow. our event in past years. So Amazing. It's a spectacular event. And I can't tell you what it looks like in ver- in words, but if you have a look at our website, you'll check out our video down the bottom and that gives you a real idea what it feels like. So. Tough bikers and all types of bikers, all dressed up in pink. Tutus, leotards, <laughs> tights, pink hair, pink beards. Um, yeah, we have some really good supporters that have been with us for many years that go to some real extremes to dress up in pink and really do a lot to raise funds. Uh, we also have a go, we have a, a community fundraising where you can form a team or you can get your family and friends to donate. So we've got lots and lots of ways that people can support the event.
0: Oh, great. Because that was going to be my next question is uh, how can people show their support for this? Is it a similar thing to uh, say, for example, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which I'm fairly involved in uh, as a rider, not not so much any other capacity, but, uh, you know, posting thing on your social medias and letting friends and family know what you're doing and they show their support by... Uh, donating towards your particular ride so very similar sort of thing to that
1: exactly how you've described it and we have taken that on board a lot more in the last year and again we will this year sadly uh, given COVID restrictions and lockdowns we can't all be together so we're not able to ride together this year but we will be encouraging participants and supporters to still register so your funds are 100% donation and that will entitle you to a 21st anniversary limited edition badge for the first 300 writers to register. Uh, we also have, as you mentioned, the sponsor page so you can join up and Get your friends and your family and your neighbours to sponsor you and choose a day during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, whether that be the day that we would normally have ridden together or whether that be a day you're riding to work or you're just going out for a recreational ride, which we're allowed to do within your local government area at the moment, um, dressed in pink to raise awareness clearly or with some type of A flag or a ribbon or something that says you're writing for us um, and encourage your friends and family to sponsor you to do that.
0: Great. And so just for our listeners who may not be aware about uh, breast cancer, uh, breast cancer week, you said, or month?
1: Breast Cancer Awareness Month is October every year.
0: Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure our listeners know when that is and they can look down in the show notes later on, which I'll have links to the website and if you have any other associated pages such as Instagram and Facebook and all of that.
1: We certainly do. Fantastic. Lots of social media.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's really good. I'll make sure I put those below.
1: Great. That would be wonderful. Yeah, we'll encourage people to to go to our website, our Facebook, our Instagram, and of course to register once the links are all open, which they will be Within a few days, actually. Ah, well, there <laughs>
0: we go. We're just in time there. So um...
1: Exclusive in- information there. <laughs> yes, we are going to be opening up registration very shortly, which is quite normal. Early September is when we would normally open.
0: So. Okay. So you're doing it a little bit sooner because of COVID?
1: Yeah, we've been we want to get as many people involved as possible we know it's a different year this year we know it's different for people we want we would love to see videos photos it always encourages other people to get involved and also encourages those that are the breast cancer sufferers or survivors that we have on our team and in our committee Um, it is so common you I don't think there would be many people out there that if they don't know someone very personally or close to them, that they haven't had an experience of someone that they and um, are a family member of someone they know or someone close, there's always somebody that's suffering. And that's men and women. We have, we've got some men survivors on our team as well. So I always encourage the men not to think about this as a female disease. This is something that can... At the worst time, strike a male as well. So we're encouraging men as well to go out and get checked. Um, Have a look at our website. We've got one of the survivors and he tells his story on our page and it's encouraging to speak to other men. I know for women, we like speaking to women because we're on the same page and same for men. Speak to your mates. To, uh, have they done a check? Have they thought about it? Is there something they've noticed that's unusual? Because it can happen to men as well.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a really important point because men do talk to each other, but a lot of the times they won't really talk or discuss about their health issues. You know, if if they do, that sometimes there's a fear of being laughed at or not being macho or anything like that. I think these days it's a little bit less than what it used to be, and it and it does seem to be a very generational thing. Uh, younger men tend to be more open about it, which is, I think, fantastic. And, and that's one of the reasons that, that I've done the distinguished gentleman's ride is to, to raise awareness specifically for men, whether it's depression or, you know, in, in, in that case, prostate cancer. But it's, um, yeah, this, this, is, this is one of those things that I, I have heard about in the past, uh, especially, you know, men don't think about ever getting breast cancer. Uh, because it's something, you know, you, you don't really think about it at all. You think, well, that's that's a woman thing. But the reality is it can happen and it does happen. And so I think I think that's a really important point.
1: That's right. So, it's, I mean, as you said, most people, most men clearly don't associate themselves with breast cancer. They would say, I'm attending the ride for my wife or I'm attending for my mom or I'm attending for my sister or my aunt or yeah. a, another female that's close to them but we encourage men to also attend for themselves because mm. our fundraising is not just for women for breast cancer it is for breast cancer in general Absolutely. and that's such an important message as you said to encourage people to talk more about their yeah. health whatever that health discussion is as is circled around yeah
0: so when when you said you were really enthusiastic about getting involved in this what what was the deciding factor for you? Was there any specific thing or was it a sum of all parts?
1: I guess it is a sum of all parts, but I am directly affected by cancer, breast cancer myself. Okay. So my grandmother was a survivor. She had a double mastectomy back in the day. That was the thing they did. Um, my mother is a best breast cancer survivor as well. And my stepmother sadly passed away from breast cancer. It's, um, it wasn't the main, main thing that took her life, but it was certainly the, the cancer that began the journey for her. And that was back in the early mid to late 2000s and um, certainly inspired my involvement. But I also am always inspired. I have continued to be involved in this events for one main reason. I see the passion behind the entire committee and also behind our supporters. And it is an amazing day. It is such an emotional day and it's an accumulation of months of work, clearly, and it's also an accumulation of lots of participants supporting us, getting behind our event. And for 21 years we've been doing this and it makes me so proud to see the funds rolling in, to see the photos of people dressing up and then when we can be back together again next year i'm sure there will be so many tears of happiness when we can all be together again and and actually have a a, a day together to celebrate and to to raise that awareness together and to join together it's just as you would know yourself attending gentlemen the distinguished gentlemen rights, when you're in that group it is just an amazing feeling it so sure is. So many things inspire me, as well as, as I said, our committee. So we actually have a few breast cancer survivors on our committee. Um, They've become survivors during the time our ride has been going. They weren't survivors at the beginning and now they are survivors. And and that in itself is very, very inspiring to watch them go through the entire process um, and come out the other end and to know that our funds have helped with that. So I think that's the most important part as well where the funds go so we've always been very particular about where we donate so we don't want our funds going just to the coffers so to speak or just to pay for the rent for the for the office building or to pay for paper or to pay for photocopying whatever it might be Mm -hmm. so we're very very passionate about making sure that those funds we raise go to a particular cause within Westmead Breast Cancer Institute so they actually they designate where the funding is going each year. So every year you will know where your funds go and you can see at the end, once we donate, you can actually see where those funds have gone. So in the past, we have purchased, for example, one of the first 3D imaging machines in the hemisphere. um, And that was at Westmead Breast Cancer Institute and gave them the ability to do a lot more in the lower economic areas as a free service. Uh, we've also donated um, or raised funds that so that they were able to purchase um, mammogram tables for more comfort for the patient or for the um, women and men that have to have the, the tests. Uh, we've translated papers that are a very important knowledge and information for the community. Um, there is so much that our funding does. So it's very, wow. that's one of the important key points that I try and, always point out to everyone your funding really does matter and it really makes a difference a huge difference and we can show you the difference
0: Alrighty, folks we're just going to take a short little break to hear from our show sponsors and then we will continue with our interview with samantha are you thirsty mouth drier than the nullarbor on christmas day Need something to put the fire out. Well, head on over to willytheboatman.com and grab yourself a slab of Sydney's finest little brewery's sweet, golden, refreshing cold snack. My favourite is the nectar of the hops. How can you enjoy the refreshing beers, you ask? Jump over to the website, because Willie is offering you beautiful listeners a huge 20% discount off any purchase off their website. Yep. off for beer that's delivered right to your door. All you gotta do is enter the code hashtag BikesBurgersBeers at checkout. No spaces. I'll put it in the show notes below. That's hashtag BikesBurgersBeers for a massive 20% discount. I'm gonna crack one of the delicious ales open right now. (coughs) Ah. Willie the boatman, I ain't thirsty no more. What's that? What? That helmet. Those gloves. They're boots. Did you grab them from the garbage bin? No, I've been wearing them for decades. D- decades? Come on, mate. You need to go to johnnyreb.com.au and get yourself some new gear. They're giving our listeners 15% discount using the code BIKES15. B-I-K-E-S-1-5. No spaces. Use it at the checkout and grab yourself some new gear. Get yourself a new helmet. Get yourself some new gloves. Maybe a jacket, pants, boots, and there's heaps more on the website. You're joking. I'm as serious as their gear. And with the 15% off discount, you've got it made. Can I use it with any other code? Nah, don't be scummy, mate. They're giving you a free hot chip and you want the whole bag? Yeah, righto. Head over to johnnyreb.com.au for your 15% off discount using the code BIKES15. johnnyreb.com.au Nice one. And now back to the interview. When I think about uh, causes and organisations such as this, and distinguished Gentleman's ride, and a lot of others, uh, it's sometimes it can be tricky understanding where that funding goes. And it's great to hear that there's a nice open page of understanding where exactly this money and this funding is going, and and where you're spending it. I think that's great. Yeah. And you know, some sometimes being left in the dark, it it's you know, not for everyone. Some people just prefer, okay, I've, I've given some money, I'm happy, you know, but uh, I think for a lot of people, they really want to know where that money is is being used. And that's that's great to hear that it's going to, to very specific areas that, that you are choosing.
1: Especially when we're all struggling financially ourselves and we appreciate that in this, in this, even more so given the pandemic and given this these times that we're living through, they are just so... Stressful and we appreciate every single dollar and cent that goes towards our our fundraising cause. Absolutely. So, I,
0: I guess we'll, we'll talk on, on something a little bit lighter. You, you've you mentioned your, your background and, and passion for motorcycling. What was your first motorbike?
1: <laughs> My very first motorcycle was a GN250. And then I didn't ride that for very long at all. I got my license and decided that I wanted something sportier. (laughs) I actually had a ZZR 250. Oh, lovely. (laughs) They're great bikes. Yeah, I loved it. I actually, it was one of my favorite bikes. Um, But I was glad to upgrade as soon as I could, obviously. Like most people, you want to jump up as soon as you can. Um, <laughs> um, my my second bike or my third bike, really, but my second road that I rode really on the road was the SV650 Suzuki V-twin. Love that. That was my favorite bike, and still to this day would be one of my favorite bikes. So, yeah. But I currently ride a VFR400 Honda. Um, nice little sports bike. Um, yeah, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Oh,
0: lovely. Yeah, I think um, going back to the Suzuki SV650, I really think when Suzuki released that bike, and I remember when they did because I was working in the motorcycle industry then myself, for me, it was almost like Suzuki's heyday. They had great bikes. You know, they brought out the (laughs) TL1000, the SV650. I I still pinch myself. To this day for not buying a TL 1000 I owned a
1: TL <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh no <laughs> Oh no we've owned two I'm sorry and and oh. it's still kind of in the family because a very good friend still owns one of ours so that we owned back in the day but yeah I did I did buy a TL 1000s um, yep. however I'm five foot four five foot sorry five foot one <laughs> I'm five foot one So can you imagine me on a TL? It was funny to watch. (laughs) I think the day that I dropped it in a car park in front of a bunch of motorcyclists was the day that I realized I shouldn't be riding it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Do you find the uh, the VFR four hundred gives you a better better seat height or
1: uh, absolutely? It's perfect. I can flat foot on the VFR four hundred. Um, well, at least flat foot when I come to a stop, I should say, at a slight lean. Um, but I've also raced the VFR four hundreds as well, and I've got a race version as well. So uh, they're just they are such a fun bike to ride. Yeah, it's really. I can't say how much fun it is, and a classic as well. So it's a '91, so it's an old classic, and still still has that classic. Looks like the 750. It's got those colours. So yeah, it's a really nice bike. Yeah.
0: No, I love I love those. In fact, when I was when I was uh, going to a full license, I was considering selling my ZXr 250 I had, which was a grey import. Uh, and I love that bike, you know, it rev to 19,000. It was, it was amazing to ride on the racetrack. I took it to Eastern Creek all the time for ride days and things. And, um, when I was selling that and looking to upgrade, I was considering a VFR 400, but, uh, I ended up going to a ZX six R. So
1: they're a nice bike as well. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was nice. It was a 98 model, so it was the first of the newer generations before the 636 came out and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, before so. the change.
1: I think a lot of bike companies changed around that time as well because as we were talking about this SV650, when it went when, in 01, when it changed, that 01, 02 model was not the same. They lost something. They just did weren't doing something right. Like you said, around that, the late 90s, um, and we've still got a. All our bikes are early 90s or late 90s. I've also got we've got a GSX-R T model, the 98 T model, um, and again one of the best GSXRs that they ever built. And all of the companies seemed to change something in that early 2000s. I guess it was the introduction of the electronics, and a lot of lot of things changed. And but even the ride, just the ride of the bike, and I guess. They change. They were trying to change too many things, from my opinion. I like the old style. I'm still an old style girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. I have to agree. I, I prefer less electronics, carburetors.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and and maybe it's partially because I I grew up around the bikes around that time and I was riding them. So there's a there's a little bit of a relation going there with
1: yeah same you know
0: <laughs> yeah the the heyday of my riding and the heyday of the motorcycles and kind of yep. you know matches up. And I'm sure there's there's younger riders out there today with brand-new model bikes with EFI and ABS and all that stuff that probably love them. And in, in 20, 30 years, the bikes will be nothing like that and they'll still think about their, you know, 2021 model CBR650 and go, oh, that bike was so good. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just
1: not – I don't know. To me, I guess also my husband is a mechanic by trade okay. um, and he's a motorcycle mechanic as well. So I've gained skills – Many skills over being over the years of just being the wife of a mechanic, and <laughs> I find you can work on the old school bikes yourself. You sure can. You can get down and dirty, and you can get the carby off, and you can clean about, and you can, you know, all of that is so much easier to do. The electronics lose me. I'm lost. I'll send my car into the mechanics because I'm not even going to lift the bonnet on it, thank you. I don't want to know what's under there.
0: (laughs) I'm the same. I'm the same. I I like my bikes to be simple and I can still work on them. Yeah. Because I I left the industry uh, around the time where EFI was just starting to come in. Right when I left, yeah, Suzuki was bringing out the new GSXRs that had EFI and uh, and that was the point where I, I wasn't in the industry anymore, so...
1: Yeah, yeah it definitely changed. I didn't touch any
0: of that. Definitely changed. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome hearing hearing a. I always like asking questions about uh, what bikes people started off from and what they have now. And uh, you know, you mentioned the VFR, and you got a track a track version of that as well. Do you do a lot of ride days?
1: Uh, I used to. I don't anymore. Yeah. I we actually that's another thing that Girls Ride Out did back in the mid two thousands is we started a Girls Ride series. Uh, so Great. we were sponsored by some of the clubs St George and Bears uh, assisted us to start off with a female only ride uh, race series. So we ran a race series for a few oh, years, wow. actually, okay. um, and it was all all CCs of motorcycles and we split it into two categories. So you weren't racing on a 250 or a 125 against a thousand cc or a 13 or whatever it was that was on the track because we had some girls on bigger bikes and we had girls on smaller bikes and at that time I was racing the 400 so that was a race bike for me at the time um, but now it's just yes it is just a track bike now and I guess. Yeah. I will probably end up getting rid of it because it just sits around gathering dust. But yeah, the road bike will stay forever. I will never sell that.
0: <laughs> Do you think maybe once uh covid is over and done with, those those races or or track days will continue?
1: Absolutely. Look, it's Okay. I can't see the the passion ending for anybody. Um and clearly People want to get back on the track and get back to racing and get back to their passion and their, it, and it gives so much more, as you know. I mean, I think people underestimate how much motorcycling as a, it's not just transport, clearly. It's a, it's a community, it's a passion, it just, it, it has created for me so many friendships. And so many people I know that I wouldn't have known in any other world because we would not have crossed paths had it not been that we just rode a motorbike and say met up at Mount White or met up at the pie shop or met down at Robertson or wherever it is, Stanwell Tops, wherever it is you ride to, there's people you wouldn't have met and you would never know um, that can become some of your dearest, closest friends and supporters and I think the community is so different Uh, um, i mean i don't think it's like a painter's club where you just get together and paint you know or you (laughs) even even walkers you know walking groups or or sporting clubs it's just motorcycling is just so different for that reason we come from all different walks of life all different socioeconomics. We're just all different people, but we have this one passion and we're all so very passionate about it. I I don't think you find many people ride a motorbike just because it's a form of transport other than maybe couriers. Um, But if they've got a motorbike and they ride it to work, chances are they also ride it on the weekend or they go out and they do track days or whatever it is that they particularly take part in. I think the majority of motorcyclists are like that. And and not to put us out on a perch by ourselves, but we are. We're a different breed, so to speak. Which
0: I, think, I think so, because I, while you were saying that, I was just thinking about the mid-90s when I left high school and one of my first jobs was a postie. And I I'd just got my motorbike license while I was still, just, well, just out of high school. And I went and became a postie and riding a postie bike all day. I mean, first of all, when I was at the interview, they, they asked me why I want to be a postie, and I said, because you get paid to ride motorbikes all day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly.
0: <laughs> but, but even spending all that time on a CT110 delivering mail, all I could think about was getting back to the delivery center and jumping on my ZX6R or whatever. And, and oftentimes, and because I was down sort of south, I would ride, you know, I was only half an hour away from work, but I would ride to Robertson, because i'd finish work at three or four o'clock in the afternoon yep take the, long way Robinson, home. take the long way home and then you know get home by seven eight o'clock at night and try to get to bed so i could wake up at four the next morning and go back to work but, <laughs>
1: yep. but you spend
0: all day on a motorbike and then the, the you know the the first thing you want to do as soon as you get off your work bike is jump on your motorbike and go for a ride so yep. i think <laughs> and you're not alone i think there. we are a rare breed yeah
1: and How many posties are actually motorcyclists? There are so many. My husband did it as a job as well and did the same thing, would come home from being a postie and jump on his bike and go for a ride home, you know, after getting home. So, (laughs) yeah, we are a different breed. And I I think most people would agree that ride bikes. I think
0: so. I think so too. (laughs) It's a good breed
1: to be, I think.
0: I think so too. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. The the reason I asked about those ride days and race days is because uh, a few weeks ago I was talking to Fabian from girltalk.cc. Yep. And she's a she's a one-on-one uh, riding tuition person. <laughs> That's a really horrible description. Yep. Um but but basically um what I found during the, her her interview was she does a lot more than that. She's really a consultant for women to get the right gear, the right motorcycle, in addition to the rider training and the one-on-one training, that uh, I, I have to agree, she said, you know, you do your you do your riding course that you're supposed to do, you get your license, and all of a sudden you're a you're motorcyclist, your and yep. you're on your own. <laughs> so, but but the reason I mention that is because I know that she's mentioned that she's uh, she used to and and, w- and still wants to do ride days, and um, I don't know if you two know each other. I do maybe- know Fabian,
1: yes has attended our events and has had involvement with girls right out even though i'm not directly involved with girls right out anymore um i'm still on the sidelines and yeah she's definitely a good source of information for females because as you said it's and i know from working in the industry myself and selling accessories it is a different world for women and even now I hate to say it it's better now it is much better now I won't deny that but even now as a female if you were to walk into a motorcycle shop with a male with you probably uh 70 or 80% of the time still I'd find that the male gets the attention or gets asked if they need a hand it is definitely better I won't say it's not I'm not dissing our industry it's it's no, certainly not at all. certainly changed but it is very different for females and purchasing items is different from females. And learning to ride is different for females. It's the Mars and Venus. It's just plain and simple. We don't think the same. We don't process the same. We don't buy things <laughs> the same or for the same reasons maybe, but we still have the same needs. So we still need the same gear. We still need, and we need suitable gear as well. And that's where females Absolutely. helping females is so important and, that's why we started Girls Ride Out primarily, so that women had other women to talk to, to bounce ideas off, to get advice from. Exactly that, to ask, where did you buy those boots? Or do you have a pair of boots that make you a bit taller so you can sit on that bike? Or how did you how can you ride that bike? Have you adjusted the suspension? Who did you talk to? What have you done? You know, have you changed the triple clamps on the? handlebars what have you done how how are you reaching you know all those little things that maybe as a male so much are not thought about because men in general I mean there are short men too I'm not saying there aren't (laughs) but your strength is there so it's a bit different even if you're short you've got that different strength level of holding a bike up or you know picking up a bike if it drops is different for a female all those little things that you just don't think about so it's really important to have other females to bounce off yeah
0: I think so too and that I've always th- found through my experience of working in motorbike shops up until today where my partner is is shopping for for riding gear and you know she's still struggling to find stuff uh, that'll that'll fit her well and you know we, we've gone to some bike shops that I'm I'm friends with and that I know and and tried to see what's there but it's still quite limited and like you said it has changed for the better but it, but it's really still quite limited it's and not a equal. lot of stuff <laughs> it, it's certainly not equal that's for sure and a hundred percent of the time so far she's walked out of the shop disappointed that the only thing that really fits is a helmet you know either the the gloves aren't small enough for her hands or the jacket doesn't fit right because her hips are a bit wider or something and you can't put a male jacket on because then it's too floppy or it's too long And the arms are too long. And- the arms are too, you know, and so there's there's a need for it. And, you know, I even, I, I had um, um, Steph from Miss MXG. Uh, I don't know if you know her, but she she was riding across the Simpson Desert and she realised the armour she was wearing was really inferior because it was just the one-size-fits-all. And so she she came back, and when she got home, she started she spent about 12 months designing female body armor for riders. It's one of those things that it, it had to take someone to custom make something. And when she did approach companies and suppliers, none of them were interested. They were like, oh, it's too small a market, we don't care. But she's going great. And on top of that, in, in her interview, she says, you know, people people that were unlikely that she never thought of buying it too people that are working in in veterinary uh, veterinary sort of things like um you know uh with horses, horses or yeah, yeah. animal uh, larger animals like cows horses etc really could use that body armor and it's great having something that's built for females and and also protective as well so it's one of those rare few products out there that's specifically designed for women
1: and there is such a need, as she, as you said, there is such a need, and that's just a that's one little area. That's like one little thing you yeah. mentioned with your wife. You've would got gloves, you've got jackets, you've got pants, you've got boots. Yeah. There's everything. And none of them fit. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yes, I know yeah. the story.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, and and particularly because you said you're five foot one. Yep. You know, there's obviously some some um, challenges there with being short and finding pants that are too long or like you said, your sleeves are too long on your jacket or things like that.
1: Everything I is out know. of size. That's right. It Not can even, be very yeah. difficult, yeah. But there are, there. having said that, and I know you, you mentioned your wife was unhappy, there are places and it's just a, uh, and that's where I think having groups like Girls Ride Out or having Fabian or people to go to, to speak to about and get the advice, where do you go? Who's the Who's a good shop to go to? Um, who will help me out? Who can order things in for me to try on so that I can try some different brands and some different different styles and see what suits me? Um, that's so important, and I think that's where you know we need to be a little bit more equal, but it's not. So if we if we can at least sort of encourage each other to find the shops and shop in the right places then you're going to get the right gear and you can enjoy it a lot more because if you're wearing uncomfortable gear or stuff that doesn't fit you properly you're not getting the right experience of writing because you're not thinking
0: I think you're you're writing and your skills become compromised your concentration becomes compromised because you're constantly thinking oh I got to adjust this or you know this isn't feeling feeling right or that's you know, right yeah. exactly
1: that i know the story so yeah i think it's important for women to have other women to bounce off so yeah it's very very good idea this well done for doing this podcast thank you
0: oh thank you <laughs> no, I, I i yeah i, I appreciate it because i've had initially when i when i was going to start it off i had a lot of people go oh you can't do a podcast about women on on motorcycling you're not a woman you know and and i and i thought well hang on no this isn't about me, you know.
1: No, you're just asking the questions. We're telling the yeah, stories.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. exactly right. So yeah, I, I'm. So far, it's been extremely well received, and I'm thankful for that. And yeah. now, obviously, because we're called Bikes, Burgers, Beers, we we've talked about motorbikes and and a lot of a lot of the things that of what you do with with the Pink Ribbon Ride and everything. Do you, do you enjoy eating burgers and do you have a favorite spot you go to somewhere that has some amazing burgers that you can recommend to our listeners?
1: Well, I, we have a burger shop just up on the highway, the Pacific highway. So if you're heading up towards Mount wide, or if you're heading out of Sydney up towards the M1, um, there's a, a great little burger shop called Jim and Harry's it's on the Pacific highway in Mount Cola. And they, have a really really good burger and their chips are to die for and they make a great coffee and they're on the way to the old road so what better
0: (laughs) ah perfect (laughs) and do you you frequently ride the old road or Ah, absolutely it's up near your neck of the woods
1: I've yeah I've been riding the old road since I started riding so since yeah, the late '90s, early 2000s, when I got my license, I've been I've been riding that road, seen it change from the 100k's, go back to 80, go back to 60, which yeah. you know it was going to happen. But yeah, it is one of yeah. my favourite roads because it's my backyard. I live up in yeah. the area, so I love riding the the old road. Um, it's close it's in my lga at the moment yep. <laughs> i am that's, one of the that's lucky what we can ones do
0: right now yeah <laughs> yes i am
1: definitely i'm sorry everyone but i am one of the lucky ones i live in the, the lga that has the old road on it so i can at least do half of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and sp- speaking of of rides as there, um, are you a long distance rider? Because I mean, you, you know, you got a VFR and all of that. But do you have you ever taken any long trips, like down to Phillip Island, or? No, no not really, not I but... can't
1: say I have. I've been to Phillip Island once um, with the race bike, um, but I did, I did fly, and somebody else trailed the bike down. Oh, I'm cheating telling that story. Um, Yeah, no, I didn't ride. Everyone has done Phillip Island. I know I've never done Phillip Island, but it is on my bucket list. It is definitely on my to-do list. I think um, I was so involved with Girls Ride Out, with riding. We were riding once a month, so we had monthly rides with Girls Ride Out. I had Pink Ribbon. Um, I'm coordinating Pink Ribbon Motorcycle Ride. I'm a mum as well, so I had many years where I was busy being a mother um, and running businesses and too many other things took away time from recreational Mm. riding away. But yeah, that is Phillip Island and getting away is one of the things on my bucket list, I guess, as I'm getting older, that's one of the things I want to get done tick off. So definitely haven't done it yet, but I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah, I I think it's worth it. I I haven't done it since the early 2000s, but I remember very fond memories of as you get closer to Phillip Island, even before you cross over the bridge, just more and more motorcyclists start appearing. Yeah. And by the time you get there, you are just mobbed by thousands. You know, it's just as far as the eye can see backwards and forwards motorbikes everywhere. And it's, it's, it's a hair standing experience. It just really, you know, I can feel the anyway. net
1: hairs um, on the back of my neck just with you speaking about it. I know. It, <laughs> I can imagine it would be exactly like the feeling we get with the thousands that we get at the Pink Ribbon Ride on that one Absolutely. day. But this is over many days. So, yeah.
0: Oh, Amazing. Yeah, I definitely say it's worth doing even if you, you know, saw back, saw wrists, all that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely worth it. Definitely on my list of things to do. It's something that I haven't done yet. Yeah,
0: Take your most comfortable motorcycle.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll hire one for that. I don't know that the VFR would really be the best bike for that trip. <laughs> definitely
0: not. My wrists couldn't
1: handle that. <laughs>
0: Before we finish up here, we've we've got one more thing to talk about and that's beers. Are you a beer drinker? And if so, do you have a favourite?
1: I am not a everyday beer drinker, but if I'm going to have a beer, our family is our Corona drinkers. I hate saying that at this time. <laughs> here I am. Corona is our beer of choice. Yes. Ah, oh, that was interesting. Controversial. Corona, corona and a lime. Yep. But no, uh, I'm not. I've always drink beer, but. I do like a Corona if I'm going to have one.
0: So, what what is your favorite alcohol then that you would prefer drinking? Oh, I'm a,
1: I, everyone will laugh at me if I tell you what I drink, but I uh, have a very strange drink. My husband hates ordering it at the bar for me, I'll tell you, and has hated ordering it <laughs> for 30 years. He has hated ordering this drink at the bar for me. He gets funny. Well, now we
0: need to know. I drink a Tia
1: Maria and Coke.
0: Tia Maria and Coke.
1: Yes. Tia Maria and Coke. Very sweet. <laughs> yep.
0: Well, that's definitely a first for this show. There you
1: go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to try it, but I am, I am interested in having a taste. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, well, I,
1: I think you'd be surprised. It's very sweet, so. <laughs> well,
0: look, before we wrap things up, is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners before we go?
1: Uh, Look, I just thank you for your time and thanks for the time to talk about the Pink Ribbon Ride, which is obviously what I'm most passionate about and encourage people to support us, even in these very hard times that we're all going through. Um, We understand that um, people are losing jobs and there's a lot of stress in the world and we also know that people aren't getting normal Uh, health matters taken care of and breast cancer is one of those Um, services have stopped free checks have stopped and so we want to encourage people to talk to their families talk to their wives mothers sisters aunts cousins friends husbands brothers fathers anyone about breast cancer just so that those cases that are being missed at the moment are not maybe not missed just from somebody talking to somebody else and going and seeing their GP or whoever it is they choose to go and see if they notice some abnormality because early detection is so important in this. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, encourage people to jump on our website, um, pinkribbonride.com, uh, register when the registration opens, um, buy some new merchandise. It's our 21st anniversary. So normally 21sts are huge. Um, normally, you know, you have a drink and you yeah, have a celebration we encourage everyone to do that at home for us and to raise funds and awareness for us in these really hard trying times
0: well i hope our listeners do uh, have a chance to jump onto the website and uh, uh, register uh, but if not at least to contribute to to someone who is registered and doing the ride so yeah thanks for that in fact, I'm, I'm going to have a look at the website and make sure that I can do it as well. And that'll be my first time participating in it. So. Excellent.
1: On our 21st, your first. Well done.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's especially um, nice because with the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride now that that's been swapped to earlier in the year, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't coincide so much because usually it's right near each other and it's always been
1: we did clash a little little, little
0: we know so that's kind of nice but 21 years we can't
1: change anything 21 (laughs) years down the track
0: but but they did so that works out really well it's kind of you know like six months apart five six months apart now so works out really well so i'm I'm gonna go and have a look and and part of that's also because uh, um, breast cancer is something close to me because my mother passed away from it unfortunately and you know that was from a era where you know, like you said, that's back when they were doing double mastectomies and you know slicing things up, and they, they didn't know they didn't as know much. as much, that's yeah. Right. And, and you know they were doing the best they could with what they had. So yeah, it's mm. something that is close to my heart, and um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to support it as well. So I'll be there.
1: Wonderful. Well, we don't like people having the close experience that you've had, but you know, thank you for sharing that with us as well, and and we encourage you to, it will, it will help with fund not only funding, but awareness. And so that people like don't have to go through what your mother, my stepmother, my grandmother, what they had to go through. Exactly.
0: So. And what I might do is, because um, you said registrations are opening in a few days time.
1: Yeah. I'm waiting on a few things, but yeah, I'm just. Uh. Okay.
0: What, what I might do is <laughs> yeah. after we're done with this, I'm going to edit this immediately and I will, I will publish this episode tomorrow because my episodes come out on Thursdays. I think having this come out right before registrations open will be a very good timing thing. Yeah, So I'm going to, I'm going to try to smash this out today and get it out ready for tomorrow.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. Likewise.
0: Absolutely. Feeling is mutual.
1: And thank you to Trevor for putting us in touch with you because he is one of our strongest supporters. He and Carmen have been attending for many years. Trevor's led our ride many years. Uh, he, they raise copious amounts of funds. They dress up themselves, their bikes. They just—they're just awesome. Yeah, those they two sure are. They're,
0: they're one of the nicest people I know that are just so yep. yeah, open-hearted. Yep. Hey, huh? thanks trevor
1: yeah thanks trev <laughs> we love you trev we love uh, you Carmen. <laughs>
0: all righty well thank you again yeah
1: my pleasure thank Absolutely. you very much have a, lovely Cheers. Rest of the day. Have a great thanks afternoon thanks, thanks.
0: Thank all you. righty folks that brings us to the end of this episode thank you so much for listening samantha is an amazing woman doing such amazing things with the pink ribbon motorcycle ride I uh, thank her so much for coming onto the show. It means a great deal to me, having personally experienced the loss in the immediate family from breast cancer. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to all as well. And uh, if you want more information about the Pink Ribbon Motorcycle Ride, please head down to the show notes below. And there's the website, along with the Facebook and Instagram page, which has the most up-to-date information of what's going on Uh, And it's best to just have a read of those. Uh, Feel free to join them, follow them, like them. And hey, if you're riding a motorbike, become a contributor. Help out with that. If you're not on a motorbike, that's fine. You know what? Head over to the page and I'm sure you can donate some money to a random rider that will help them out a great deal. And it will ultimately help out uh, people who are suffering the most with, with this a great deal. I also quickly just want to remind all you beautiful listeners that our Patreon page is going great. It's slowly growing, which is perfect for me because I'm getting some dedicated fans who are absolutely loving the show and contributing with a a small monetary value. It means a great deal to me and it just goes to show how much of you out there really love this show. So thank you for that. I also want to quickly just say you know what if you can't afford to do that and that's cool because tough times right now i get it i totally get it if you're on instagram head over to our instagram page the links are down below click follow that's all you got to do so ladies and gentlemen thank you again i hope you've enjoyed today's episode of bikes burgers beers with samantha from the pink ribbon motorcycle ride i hope you're all out there enjoying your rides and remember folks Keep it twisted.